to the Planning Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Sullivan, a wedding coordinator, floral designer, and thrift-obsessed mom of two. I'm here to give you the truth about wedding planning, the real process, the real people behind them, and the behind-the-scenes details you wish you knew about weddings. If you are a couple just getting started planning your wedding together, and you are realizing that everything the wedding industry is telling you that you need to have isn't even what you want to have, Welcome. This is the Planning Gathering Podcast, and my name is Emily. I am here to share with you some honest and candid details inside of the wedding industry, wedding planning, and all about weddings. Today, I'm going to talk to you guys about managing industry pressure, marketing, and navigating through the outside expectations of your family, friends, and just anybody in general who wants to talk to you about your wedding. Now, we live in this crazy age where the second you think about something, it seems to appear all over ads on anything you are listening to or looking at on your devices. It's a little creepy. So the second you go on and switch your Facebook relationship status or type anything into Google having to do with wedding planning, you are going to start seeing ads and suggested posts everywhere about weddings. These blogs and articles are gonna tell you what you need to have in order to have your wedding just be like the industry ideal, which is a lot. A lot of stuff, a lot of money, and a lot of things you don't need in order to get married. Remember, if you've listened to the first episode of this podcast that we defined wedding and a wedding is the marriage ceremony and the celebration that follows it, which is so vague that so much is left up to interpretation for you to decide and define what your wedding is. And now those ads and the beautiful, beautiful styled photos in the magazines and on Pinterest, they're gorgeous. They are awesome sources of inspiration for decor or location or design or feeling and style of your wedding. It's, they're, they're not a bad thing to look at. But the reality is that much of what you see on Pinterest and published in magazines is far beyond what's accessible and affordable to the average couple. The average couple. Meaning that the couple is spending somewhere around the national average in the US of $32,000. But not all of the Pinterest weddings are real. Much of what you see on Pinterest and in bridal magazines are styled wedding photo shoots. So these vendor teams put on a creatively styled photo shoots to showcase their talents and their new products and their, their style, and then they use those photos for marketing. Some of those ads, or at least the articles in the magazines that you're reading, are paid for by the vendor who is featured. The styled shoots are staged on a much smaller scale than a wedding, uh, which makes elaborate and expensive decor much more attainable for those putting it on. And some of the decor and items that they used in that wedding, they didn't have to pay for because everybody in the photos is getting advertised and receiving photos for marketing use. And what's the point of marketing? It's meant to sway your decision making. So it's going to be very enticing, especially with the way algorithms work now. We are 
tracked. Every single move we make is tracked. Uh, Google and all of the ad platforms, Facebook, Pinterest, they know us. They know our habits. They know our interests. So the things that you are going to be advertised with and shown are really going to be swaying to you and they're going to potentially make you consider purchasing something or booking a service that you didn't necessarily need. So how do you avoid industry pressure and make sure that marketing isn't what's driving your decision making and instead you're creating your wedding the way that you want to instead of how you think you should? I say get off Pinterest and I'm serious. I know that it's a lot of people's go-tos for anything inspiration, but there is better ways to find better information without being blasted with promoted pins. So Pinterest has positioned itself as one of the leading websites used in wedding planning, uh, but it also seems to be the most common source of planning confusion and decision fatigue. Decision fatigue is when there's so many options out there that you just don't even know where to start looking. So Pinterest is a search engine and a marketing platform. Photos are pinned from websites, blog articles, and captions are added that describe the photo and what can be found on the other side of the attached link, hypothetically. Unlike typical search engines, you can only see which images someone chooses to pin. It's a great tool for scrolling through various tags or even scrolling through the homepage just to generate ideas if you have nowhere to start, but that can also be overwhelming because you can see every single option that there is. And you see things that are topics that you weren't even searching for. It's an imperfect search engine because it has a limited source of results. And the captions which the keywords are pulled from are often misleading. You can search for Washington outdoor wedding and half of the results that you see are advertisements or pins that are far-fetched relevance to the original search. So when I searched for Washington outdoor wedding on Pinterest, the first 10 pins, half of them had nothing to do with an outdoor wedding photo for inspiration or even an outdoor wedding venue. They were 100 plus inspiring bridesmaids dresses and an advertisement for Zola wedding planning checklist. So those helpful suggested and promoted pins, because I say helpful because they say, here's something you may like. Um, those can prompt questions and concerns that there's something that you're missing in your planning. And if you're searching for a potential wedding location or inspiration to help you decide what your wedding setting to, will be, then the last thing that you want to do is be interrupted and distracted by wedding favors and bridesmaids dresses. Click on one of those 10 best wedding favor pins and you're going to find yourself on a blog post that has links and summaries to 10 different blog posts. You can easily waste a lot of time clicking through a dozen articles on a topic you didn't set out to work on. It's a way too easy to get sucked down a rabbit hole and become fatigued with all of the potential options. There is a better way to search for details or for specific inspiration. I went and I searched for Washington Outdoor Weddings and my results on Google when looking for images were very clearly all images of a wedding outside 
in a Washington venue. I could see that from the caption. I could see that from the photo. There was no advertisements for bridesmaids dresses or for wedding planning checklists or for gift registries. Like it was very clearly the results that I was looking for. And just looking at that sort of vague search, I was able to clearly see the ideas and, and some options for what an outdoor wedding in Washington state would look like. So rather than clicking on Pinterest, go use the image search function when you want to thro scroll through a wedding style, search for a specific decor idea, or just look at more photos of weddings at your venue. You'll be able to see images from everywhere on the web, including those not pinned on Pinterest. Google is a great tool to use, and I argue that it is far better than Pinterest. You can get really specific with your keywords to see specific results and hone in on your inspiration or reference photos. For example, if you're searching for outdoor venue options, you can add in additional keywords that describe the location and features to find more specific results. I also highly recommend that you hop on your social media accounts and unfollow any inspiration and wedding pages. You're gonna frequently see their targeted marketing posts Anyways, so clear out them from your newsfeed as much as possible by just unfollowing. Now, your challenges of outside pressure on how your wedding should be is not just gonna come from the internet. It's gonna come from the people around you. Everyone is going to have an opinion on what your wedding should look like. It's crazy, but a lot of the drama or stress that happens when weddings are getting set up in the morning when family is helping is the fact that the parents or whoever is there helping have their own expectations on what everything is going to look like. And that happens when your vision and your reasons why you chose what you chose and you defined your wedding the way you did does not get clearly explained in the beginning. The best way to navigate the challenge of not being pressured constantly to do a particular something for your wedding by family members or friends is by clearly defining your expectations and your reasons why your particular choice of how you defined your wedding and the vision of what it's going to look like is important to you. Share your vision for your wedding day, your priorities, and your plans to make it a reality. Clearly define what you plan the experience to be like for your friends, families, and guests. And more importantly, share your reasons why you're limiting yourself to a specific amount of money, why you are or aren't including any sort of element to your wedding. Why is it important to you to create a wedding that's meaningful and intentionally represents you and your relationship? Declaring your vision and purpose may not change their minds from what they envision your wedding to be. Parents tend to create and hold on to a vision of what their child's wedding will be like. It can be painful to let go of that vision. But what can be worse is having the vision taken away without a conversation. Be mindful and respectful while you sit down with your family to share your vision, priorities, and the blueprint for your wedding. You may find in your conversations that there are areas which you can include something that's important to them, your family, or your traditional cultures. Hopefully, if you've shared your vision 
expectations, and purposes for your wedding, your family will accept and support your vision for your marriage and celebration. Even if you share your plans with your family and they're supportive, you're going to get opinions from every direction. These people may mean well, but it is confusing to know what is your own choice or what's influenced by someone else's opinion on what a wedding should be. It's so important to sit down together and define what your wedding looks like. What is it to you? What does it mean to you to get married? If you don't have that done, go sit down together now and talk about it. Write out all the things that you like and don't like about weddings you've been to. Write out things about your relationship that you could potentially include as a part of your day. Pay attention to what your intentions are and come back to your vision frequently anytime you feel decision fatigue or anytime you start to get confused or unsure. Come back to this vision, read through it, and then see if what you're confused on or whatever's overwhelming can be relieved by a simple question of does this meet my priorities or not. Unless you do it in absolute secret, Somebody is going to know about your wedding and somebody is going to give you their opinion. It can be really hard and frustrating, quite frankly, to navigate through everyone's thoughts and ideas of what you should, shouldn't, or must, or definitely must not include in your wedding day. But remember what's most important, what you define your wedding to be and what you want it to look like. Having that vision defined is going to be your number one tool in avoiding being influenced by somebody else's opinion. If I were being completely honest with you, this podcast and the planning gathering in general has been a little nerve-wracking for me to do because I realized that a lot of people are just not going to like what I have to say. But that's okay, because I know that there are at least a few of you who do, and I hope that you are benefiting from it. My dream is to change the way that many people approach their wedding, to encourage them to break from the norm and do what is right for them, to alleviate society and industry pressure to have a wedding that looks like everyone else's, and to show couples step-by-step step how to plan a wedding so that way they can fully enjoy it. This is what's fueled me to spend the last two years creating the courses, the community, the podcast, and the resources that it's comprised of. I want your wedding to be yours, and I want you to enjoy it. So let's talk about what it looks like, how you'll get there, and let me provide you the tools to make it happen. And you can do that right now. I have the course up and ready, and you can find that on prudenceandsage.com slash the planning gathering or courses.prudenceandsage.com. I would love to hear from you, hear your feedback on how I can improve the podcast and the blog and what you want me to talk about or some guests or insights that you'd like to hear from. Thanks for listening this week, and I'll see you next time. Thank <music> you.